0: join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. I hope that wherever you are listening to this, that you are feeling held by the season you are in. That could mean the, you know, literal season of the environment in the place in the world that you are the weather and it can also mean the season of your life the season of your heart you know sometimes you know the season of your business the season of your creativity sometimes we feel like we're having a spring um you know a surge of harvest and bloom and coming to life and that might happen in january in you know the Northern hemisphere, right? It could be when the weather is cold, you feel most joyful and productive. It could be that when the summer comes and warm weather comes and everyone wants to go outside that you kind of feel like curling up and hunkering down and staying cool and staying away, right? So don't worry about what everyone else is doing. You have your own rhythms. You have your own seasons, and you can experience both. You can be connected to the land and the earth and where you are, the air and the water where you are, and you can sense what your emotional season might be. Sometimes they're aligned. I think that's why so many people have you know, a crush on a certain season and they, they bring that in like fall where I live, a lot of people love it. And it's that oh, I get to wear these clothes. Oh, I get to wrap myself in warmth. Oh, I get to taste these things and cook these things and curl up and get cozy, and make plans and settle in. Some so many people love that because they want that experience for themselves. Um, and so you know, it might align and it might not. Wherever you are, dear listener, um, check in with yourself. What is the season and the place that you live, and what is the season in your heart right now? Let yourself be surprised by the answer. Today's episode and every episode of the Soft Shoulder Podcast is brought to you by Alison Tarr at Alisontar.com and techcoven.com, and you can find her channel on YouTube, TechCoven. If you need some web work done, if you've got a website you want built and you want a really cool tech witch to help you do that, get in touch and check her out at AllisonTar.com. So, dear listener, today I want to talk to you about the thrill of hiring a coach. Now, maybe this is something you already know, maybe this is something you've done and it wasn't thrilling. <laughs> I know that. I have, and some of my clients have had not great experiences with coaches, just like anything else. Right? So if that was you, I invite you to listen and open your mind and heart to what could be available for you, even if you didn't enjoy your experience in the past. And um, you know, maybe you've never hired a coach before and you're like, I don't think I'm one of those people. (laughs) I don't, I think that other people do that. Well, No, let me tell you, I have coached so many different kinds of people, and a lot of them I think wouldn't fit the bill of whatever we imagine people with coaches look like or live like. They're just people who want help and made the call. So um, why is it thrilling? (laughs) Well, my dad, when I grew up, my dad used to always say, um, now we're cooking with gas And as a child, we didn't have any gas appliances. I'd never heard of that before. So I didn't really know what the hell he was talking about. But I knew that when he said that, he was enthusiastic. And I knew that it sort of meant something like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So hiring a coach is thrilling because it can be that feeling of like, okay, like I was trying to do this thing on my own yeah, I'm capable. Yeah, I'm resilient. But like, oh my God, it's taking so long. I'm not sure if this is the way. And then you hire a coach and it's like, oh, now we're cooking with gas. Now we're getting somewhere. This is something that is obviously a luxury. um, And it is, is so incredible. It really is like, it changes the pace and the clarity with which you might do things in your life with which you might yes goals are part of them but it's really like this like oh my god sometimes in one hour i've had experiences where i'm feeling lost i have a lot of questions i think that i'm i have a project i think i know what's happening and then i would call my coach and very quickly completely change plans drop all the things I thought I should be doing, that I had researched. And this is me like as a coach myself. So this is like, I've got tools, I've got resources, I've been doing this for a while, but I'm also, oh, guess what? Human. And so, you know, it'd be like, oh, sometimes you just need a mirror by a very bold person who is willing to be honest and willing to hold space for your best life for your bigness, for your truth, for your heart. They're not holding space for that little worried rambling voice that you have in your mind that we all have. They're not letting that thing that's giving you the excuses, they're not letting it get in the way. They're sort of like a bouncer, they're sort of like a best friend who doesn't want any bullshit for you, and they're more than a bouncer, they're more than a best friend. Coaches have skills of listening skills of reflecting, skills of managing themselves. Like, yes, they're human. And how often have you been listening to a friend and they're telling you about some things they're doing in their lives and it's causing them a lot of frustration and pain and you just have to bite your, maybe you don't bite your tongue. (laughs) Maybe you just tell them like, God, like you just have to do this. Why are you dating that person? Quit that job. Like it's so obvious for you what you want for them, right? But, um, you know, and especially too, if it's something that affects you, like if it's your partner talking or a friend that wants to move really far away, you might get caught up in your feelings about it where you're not focused on what's best for them. You're focused on, I don't want my friend to move away, or I don't want my partner to you know leave this job where there's a really where we have health benefits because that'll affect me right so this is the difference a coach isn't invested in you for some selfish reason like you might and we all would be, be invested in our our partners and loved ones right wanting them to be safe wanting them to be close you know yes wanting them to be happy but it gets complicated so coaches are also skilled a skilled coach can also check when they have a human thought about their own ego and about their own agenda and their own values or politics they can lean back and really listen what does this person value what am i hearing from this person and if i don't understand that i'm going to ask a question transparently i don't i'm not following what you're saying can you say more can you tell me what's important about that for you right not making the assumption that we're buds and we think the same. That's not the case. It is marvelous to have that space to think about what you really think and value, what you really want, if you know you didn't have to consider everyone else's feelings. Just to get those answers for yourself doesn't mean you're gonna do everything. You can decide what you're gonna do, but just to get the answers of, oh, actually. I really want something else. Actually, this thing scares me. Actually, I'm kind of faking this other thing. I'm kind of waiting in my life. These are bold things to say, and you need a safe place to say them where the other person isn't going to be threatened, and they can hold that space, hold that curiosity, look at it deeper, see if there's something that can shift, see if so much more is possible Than what you currently can see, you know. A couple episodes ago, I talked about, you know, when you're when hope is hard to see, and um, you know, sometimes you're standing somewhere in a landscape, and you can't see over the other side of the mountain. You can't see around you. But having a coach, a skilled coach, is like someone who can be like, "I'm in this helicopter over here. I I remember you saying this other thing. What if this is here?" I can really help you navigate your own landscape, right? But it's not their journey, it's yours. So here's some myths you might think about hiring a coach. These are common things that I have seen. The first one is funny. It's like, I'm not ready. Like I need to get to a certain level before I'm ready. It's like cleaning your house before someone comes to clean it for you. (laughs) You know, it's like, I've hired the cleaner, but I need to tidy for them. And it's like, Or not, you know, (laughs) or they can just come and do the job that they're doing and charge you for it, Um, (laughs) which they're going to do anyways. Um, You know, with coaching, it's like, you know, you you might be putting off this accelerated track, this instant clarity, this permission that actually maybe you're ready right now. Maybe you're fine to get started. Maybe all the things you're imagining about what you need to have in line before you have a coach, maybe those things actually are unnecessary. And what if they were? What if all of these things you think you should be doing are unnecessary and you could just get into action or drop action? So this is something I want to also talk about. Goals. You think of a coach, maybe you think of Tony Robbins, I don't know who you think of when you think of coaches, Um, but it's like we're setting goals, we're getting accountable, we're meeting, we're moving forward. Sometimes it looks like that. And sometimes it looks like stopping all of that and having the courage to stop all of that. It's kind of wild. I know this from experience in different kinds of winters in my life and seasons in my life. And I especially know it from um, my concussion and healing from a brain injury of having to like take things off the list. And I think that we have all in some ways had a taste of this in the last year and a half with the pandemic, right? It's like, what do I need actually less of? What if the to-do list is to drop list? right? Because let's face it, you're dropping them anyway. What if you put them on the list and made it a choice? What would you open up? And oh, are you afraid of what you might see there? Are you afraid you won't know what to do with yourself, of who you might meet when you're not being so damn productive and checking off that list all the time? So sometimes coaching looks like that kind of courage, you know, and it's maybe not, seen as often as the goal setting look at what I accomplished over here and I think partially is just because it doesn't make for good tv you know like it's like the the goal setting thing is like measurable we can see a before and after we can show numbers in the bank account we can we can measure it and that's sexy and exciting because we want to guarantee but when people are given permission to actually lean way back and do less and have a really different kind of meaningful change, that is something that's hard to photograph. It's hard to, you know, put up an Instagram post and have that be really exciting. So there's all different kinds of change that are possible. It's if you're tired, (laughs) you still might be surprised about the kind of support and benefits you could get from coaching at a time like that, from the right skilled coach. Another myth is that the coach has the answers, that you're hiring them because they're an expert. You are the one with the answers. The coach has the questions. The coach has really good questions, but it's not about what the coach wants for you. And that is where you take responsibility, right? You have to decide what it is that you want because the coach it's not about the coach's agenda for you, about who they think you should date or where they think you should live or how much money you should be making. That's up to you. And that can be really confronting. Have you ever really been honest about it or just blamed people for, like, you know, their expectations or, you know, going along with the flow, whatever? When you're actually asked bold questions, simple questions, clear questions about your life, and there's someone just waiting there, not speaking and giving you room. And you just have to access the truth. I think that we um, forget how rare it is to have that space of honesty with ourselves. It's really easy to distract. I do it all the time. That's why it's like, I have paid for this time. I have this coach, we're here for an hour. I am being asked, what do I really want? I am being asked, who do I really wanna be? Who do I wanna stop being? What is actually not important anymore? What am I hanging on to that I know isn't working? And then just silence so that you can access your own wisdom. You know, you come to coaching like with a goal or an intention, not to follow some kind of blueprint and path of someone else. You come to find your own path and the coach doesn't know what that path is, right? So they're going off of what you have to say. And if you change your mind, which you're allowed to, you might sign up for coaching with a certain kind of goal and then halfway through be like, I don't know if this is really it. You're allowed to pivot. Maybe that goal was there and you hired this coach just so you could take this work as far as it was going to go to realize the real truth here. Maybe this isn't what you wanted. But if you hadn't hired the coach and you hadn't you know, pursued this goal, you might just keep on living with that one day feeling. right? You might just keep on living with that like, yeah, I know what the goal is and I'm gonna get on it. And I know what that goal, yeah, I know what I wanna do and I think I'll do it next year. You're just putting it off and putting it off. Or you could hire a coach, get into it, and either have it happen, and that's great, or get to the real truth of what it is that you really want, right? Imagine how much time would go by (laughs) without you knowing because you just thought, yeah, yeah, I'm just putting this thing off. I have time. I'm going to do it later. And you're never really put in the position to question it. You're not pursuing the goal, so you can't see that actually maybe I don't want this. So the coach does not have the answers. The coach has the questions. And goals can look like lots of different things. Your goal can be a feeling goal of expanding your capacity for pleasure, of expanding your capacity to be receptive, of doing less, of seeing how much you can let go of. Those, are, those require muscles and strength and courage that are so underrated and so incredibly powerful. And it builds such an amazing trust with yourself when you can do something like that. Because let's face it, when we do the other kinds of goals, which are also fabulous, and I love them, and I love helping my clients reach them, but when we do that, we also get a lot of outside approval, don't we? It's like, hey, look what I did. Hey, show and tell. Hey, look at this before and after. Hey, look at this change in my bank account. You know, we can show people, and people say, wow, good for you. Pat on the back, hard work. So exciting. When you just stop returning phone calls, (laughs) when you drop out of things, when you drop off, when you go quiet, people don't reward you for that. You know, your friends aren't gonna say, I'm so glad you stopped calling as frequently as you did. I'm so glad that we stopped having these like five hour coffee dates um, because you didn't know how to say no, <laughs> like they're not going to congratulate you. So, you. so there is, you know, there's, there's added benefit to having that hustle kind of goal thing because we get approval and we're human and we respond to that kind of thing, right? That doesn't mean that the other kinds of like deeper goals, those, the goal of rooting deeply and feeling your life and making space for things that might scare you and might excite you, that's isn't any less, just different. So, there's also I think some confusion about like when you need a coach and for how long. Um so I like to think of it as like, you know, if you think about something like a physical problem that you have, let's say you have a problem with your ankle and you go see a physiotherapist. You're going to this physiotherapist and they're removing the block, removing the pain, realigning so that you can function the way you were functioning, right? And part of coaching is doing that work. It's identifying a problem, removing the block, setting a practice in place to shift and realign, realign with your values, right? And then you can be like, okay, I'm done my physio, out I go. And you can, you can just go right out the door and you can just go walk around and live your life. And If you want to also continue that journey of like, well, now that I can put my weight on my leg (laughs) and now that I can walk around without help, um, what else is available to me? Is there a way that I can understand the mechanics of my body better to be building strength and prevent injury? Is there a way where I can strengthen this to like, I don't know, uh, enhance my performance, You know, bring a better quality of life? And then you might go, and have like a personal trainer working with you to like reach some kind of athletic goal or some kind of, you know, functional goal with your body, right? And let's say you love this and you feel like, "Oh wow, I never felt like this before. This is so good. I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life. I'm running, I'm walking, I'm skipping, I'm tap dancing, whatever. <laughs> you're using your legs in ways you hadn't before." And let's say you get to a level where you're like, you're ready for the Olympics of whatever it is that you're doing. Do you drop your trainer? Or is that a great time <laughs> to keep the trainer, right? So I think it's funny how there can be a thought that you're not good enough for a coach or that you're too good for a coach. <laughs> like that you need them to kind of cross a bridge. And then, and and I'm not talking about like, you have permission to do whatever you want. You can have a coach for a short period of time or indefinitely. But I, what, I'm, what I think is interesting is the should, is the idea that it's like, I should be able to do this on my own now. I shouldn't need support as so though that is some kind of weakness to have a coach when really it's like a total power move to have a coach if you can through all of, of you know, the things that you want to get done. Because when you see that work happening and you see the benefits of the support, why would you stop? (laughs) Why would you stop right when, especially like right when you're about to take flight? This is such an extraordinary experience. It doesn't have to be all about fixing. It doesn't have to be all about removing blocks. It can also be about soaring, accelerating, going to a deeper level of peace and joy in your life. I have a client who um, I've been coaching for quite a while who has loved coaching in her life, has been doing this on a regular basis for years now, and was speaking with a friend at work about coaching. This friend was asking them about coaching. This friend was, you know, wrestling with life and wanting to know what was the difference between coaching and therapy. And this is a question asked a lot with a lot of different answers. And my client wrote to me to say, That she had to think about it of course and then she loves that it's always forward based she said the background of her life comes up in the service of moving forward with current topics so you know things from your past might come up beliefs from your past might come up previous experiences might come up but it's always about how is that showing up today How is that affecting tomorrow? How do you want to create with what is here? She also added that the um, sending her friend to my website, which I greatly appreciate, and said that the quotes on her website are really accurate. You can bring an entirely messy soul or situation to a conversation with her. And somehow every time we wade in and create clarity, even when I cannot easily articulate what's going on. So thank you. You know who you are. Thank you, amazing client. And that speaks so much to what I said earlier about how you you can be confused. <laughs> you can be like, I don't, know, I don't know what I need a coach for, but I know I need one. I know that I want one. It's a little messy and you trust and we can find what's here. We can get clarity no matter how you show up. I think part of that is, I also like love, you know, being prepared and journaling and clarifying, all of those things, but I don't think that that's the only way to do it. You know, and I think that the more that we do that, um, it depends on where we're coming from, right? If you're doing it and you think, like sometimes this will happen to coaches, maybe you're a coach and you know this too, <laughs> where someone wants to cancel the appointment because they didn't prepare for it. To me, those are sometimes the most powerful sessions. When someone walks in and is like, didn't do the homework, I didn't prepare, I don't know what's happening. Because whatever's going on in them right there is exactly what would benefit the most from coaching. There's something that wants to be heard in that confusion. And to be able to hold space and be there for that can often crack open these things that are under the surface, under the surface of your consciousness. You know, it might be easy sometimes to be like, I'm gonna gonna have these three things, we're gonna have this agenda, we're gonna cross these things off the list. Sometimes it looks like that. And then the times that it doesn't, we get to discover something new. We get to discover what happens when that list isn't working <laughs> because we are not robots, right? Um, one of the the compliments I get the most over all these years in teaching and coaching is that I am a queen of permission giving. I have heard this countless, countless times that I give permission. I give a lot of permission, generous permission. And in some ways, I know that can kind of sound soft. And soft, I mean that in like a, also that's funny, right? Soft skills are not weak. (laughs) I think we all know this, us with soft skills. They're actually incredibly complicated and intelligent and powerful, but they can kind of get this reputation of being like, oh, like too nice, too kind, not enough of a container, not enough strength. Right. I don't know how you respond to that word permission, like getting a permission slip or wanting permission for something. The reason why I think, well, I'm so grateful that it's effective, (laughs) first of all, and that people can feel what I'm trying to, you know, they're picking up what I'm putting down in terms of like giving this full permission. I see this as like this is some serious badassery permission giving. Because permission is confronting as all get out. Permission means you can't hide behind whatever excuses you have. (laughs) Permission means you have to be clear with yourself about what you really want, right? If you had permission to want whatever you wanted, what would it be? If you had permission to take care of your own needs first, what would you do? If you had permission to say exactly what is on your mind, what would you say? If you had permission to act like a teenager and just, you know, blow off whoever you wanted to blow off and not show up for whatever you wanted to not show up for and be indulgent and be lazy, what would you do? If you had permission to leave, how would you feel, right? Sometimes permission is fun, like permission to treat yourself, permission to, you know, I don't know, watch a TV show, permission to take a nap. They can be like small things, permission to get the fancier drink, um, to stay an extra hour, whatever. But also, permission can be incredibly confronting. It's a very loving thing, permission giving, but it's very confronting because what is it that you want permission for how would you be living differently with that permission once you say it you see it and then you can love it and gently find ways to lean into that permission to lean into that freedom behind that permission is your freedom right I mean, why else would we be needing permission? <laughs> There's something we feel limited by. There's something we're not allowed, in quotes, to do. So I'm thrilled to be the queen of permission giving. Consider this episode, consider this message, full, unabashed permission for whatever it is that you most want for yourself, for this day, for this season. And if you want some direct loving permission giving from me, I am taking new clients this winter. And you can book a call with me at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. You can click on the little phone icon that says book a call. You don't have to prepare for me. <laughs> you don't have to tidy your room. You don't have to, you know, have a checklist all sorted out. Just hop on the call exactly as you are. Let's give yourself permission to do that. And it can be thrilling to have a coach because now we're cooking with gas. Now we're moving forward. Now we can drop things that we didn't need to be carrying. We can move forward. We can do something that we really wanna do. We can enjoy the life that we have right now. We can take all the shoulds off. We can drop it. We can drop it temporarily. We can give ourselves permission to change our minds. What is it that you wanna do? With this beautiful life of yours dear listener you are someone worth loving it all starts with you give yourself permission book a call with me if you are feeling called to give yourself permission to take a rest from self-reflection give yourself permission to be bold give yourself permission to drop whatever it is that you just want to drop And give yourself permission to not know what you want permission for just yet. Take good care, and I'll talk to you soon.